watched King of Staten Island last night. That movie was so weird. It was written in such a natural way that it felt like I just I was just pulling scenes from my life. It was at multiple times you said I am depressed by this. <laughs> Dude, it was such a bummer. It was such a bum out movie. Yeah, I, I'm glad that From like two of the funniest people ever. <laughs> I'm glad that Jed just came over to hang out and we're just like, hey, check out this depressing movie. you got that's all i got <laughs> it didn't need to be look this is going to be like a uh like a, a smooth rainy sunday episode of where's the news technically it's snowy we're in the middle of a snowstorm we should mention that but it has been a while since the uh viewers have listened to us so uh why don't we go around and say how everyone's doing how, how you're feeling uh, why don't we start with you john how you doing we haven't uh, heard from you. I'm feeling tired today. I'm feeling dreary today. The outside is low energy. The whole day has felt low energy. We're actually recording on a Sunday now because we had to make some schedule changes. So the actual recording itself feels rather Sunday evening-ish. You know, it's got that same level of, like, chill-out energy. Unwinding next to the fireplace with Dad, just, you know. He's drinking a coffee, reading a book, and you're like, you know what? It's one of those days. You lay out on the bearskin rug. Yeah. I mean, that's you've got it narrowed down to a T. Uh, but it's also like it's raining out. You know what I mean? Like you could have that any Sunday, but this time it's raining out. This time it's raining ice. Yes. Um, I guess that'll go next. Uh, the, the wonderful viewers are expecting me to say I'm horrible, but I'm actually feeling quite well. Now that I've been going to the gym... I feel like I'm not dying every time we come to record. Where's the news? But uh, it's been a it's been a semester so far. Final semester here at RMU. It's really just beating the hell out of us. It is. It it's weird going to classes in a COVID environment where we're still in the middle of a pandemic. We have to wear masks everywhere, and classes just aren't the same. They don't have the same energy, like. Even for some of our favorite teachers, uh, some such as uh, Mickey Mouse, um, it's not the same. It isn't. It seems like a low-energy semester, but it's also seeming like high-paced. Like uh, I don't know. I, I felt like this week, like my assignments weren't plentiful, um, but by the end of the week, I was just like, I don't think I stopped like this week. And when I did stop, it was for brief moments. Yeah, there's not like a good stopping point in the week. It's just. Constantly. Exactly. Pedal to the metal, so to speak. Highway to the danger zone. Speaking of rock music and singing lyrics, Nick, how you doing? I'm okay. Wonderful. <laughs> so controversial and brave at the same time. What's going on in your life, Nick? I'm sad. Sad? Mm-hmm. I- I heard there was a sad tale about a milkshake earlier. Uh, yeah, it really didn't meet expectations, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just doing a lot of things. And they're all pulling me in different directions and think that they have the priority, which I always try to give my all to everything I'm involved in, but none of them seem to uh, be very respectful that I have other things going on while being a full-time student who's in a quarter-life crisis because he's graduating college in 13 weeks unless he royally screws up. So uh, that that's not doing well for the uh, mental health world, but uh, you know what? I uh, I plan on being the same uh, sarcastic, you know what, that I've always been, and uh, yeah, yeah, that's all I got. Wonderful, it, fantastic! It, 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 it just really hit me that you know it's Sunday, and you know the weekend that I was supposed to relax during is almost over, and we're just gonna run right back through the ringer for another five days. And uh, well, Nick, you know what else has a lot going on at the moment? the stock market with arts and entertainment
here's the thing. I tried to have so many people explain what's going on to me, and I still didn't understand what's <laughs> happening. I had my, I literally went to my home group chat and was like, explain this in layman's terms for me. And the one kid was like, bad people lost money, good people got money. And that's a really cool thermos. Uh, Garrett has like a photo, uh, a DSLR lens thermos, and it looks really cool. Um, and I still am not completely understanding of what's happening. Essentially, uh, my understanding is that people from Reddit bought GameStop, GameStop stocks and now are like in possession of them in a way to where like they're going to sell them way more than they should normally be valued to stock brokers. Now, I'll try to explain this the best I can. With my knowledge of the situation, I did some research into it whenever it first started, and I've Nerd. been following the story. Oh, yeah. Just and, kidding. Uh, you have that to, was rude. You honestly have to be a nerd if you want to understand the stock market, and even then, I don't understand it. Um, so this is coming from a news perspective. If I get a stock term wrong, somebody will yell at me in the where's the news comments about it. Uh, they'll call me an idiot, but honestly, I'm going to try and explain this in as layman terms as possible. So, our story starts back in September of 2020. Do you remember? You know that year that everyone hated? Yeah. Um, Look, all right, hold wait, on. Wait, wait, wait. I'm saying this at the risk of completely sidetracking us. Have you heard the theory that 2021 is us going back to our normal dimension and 2020 was us leaving to an alternate dimension? When we got back to this dimension, people raided the capital. I don't think, yeah, I don't <laughs> think 2021 is going to be that much better. Like, the pandemic's still here. Everyone's okay. like... But, like, it could be over by, like... Well, I in our lost episode that we recorded last week, we mentioned that uh, Joe... Oh, actually, we didn't mention it. And I'll talk about this in the news, but uh, we have public officials saying, we've reached a point where we can't really control it anymore. We need to start think focusing on, okay, we want to make it better but that requires people following rules, and uh, Murica doesn't do that. Speaking of Murica not following rules... Well, hold, hold on. Wait, just, uh, just closing note. Closing note. Let's just give up on 2021 already. Like, seriously. I don't want to listen to the people at the end of the year, the big corporate markets being like, 2021 was so bad. Like they did at the end of 2020 this year. I'm like, shut up. You weren't in on the meme since, like, March with us. All right? You don't get to make these jokes now. So... Officially, I'm saying now, in January of 2021, give up on 2021 already and start being optimistic for 2022. I mean, we've already had twice the amount of, like, national historical incidents. So just, I think one of our professors has actually been tracking it week by week. It's Wednesdays where things just go downhill, (laughs) which is honestly hilarious because it is kind of true. However, I will will mark this story that Garrett's talking about as a win. It's... Both a win and not a win. Let, let's get into it. Uh, let's get right. Reddit. If you don't know what Reddit is, it's, it's a essential. cesspool. It is a cesspool. If we even share this on Reddit, you know what? It's a cesspool. I use it. It's not the... Here's the thing about... I love Reddit. Like, I think Reddit's so interesting, but there's a lot of... And I'm not saying everyone is, but there's a lot of people on there who are just flat out, like, very mean people. Very and critical people. Like, we used to post stranded stuff there, which, again, that's against their guidelines. Like, that wasn't my call to be self-promoting some of our stuff. And you would have thought we, like, drove to these people's houses, lit a bag of crap on fire with a note that was like, I hope all your children die. Like, that's how offended they got that we broke their community guidelines. Which I get that's, like, rude. Like, if they say don't self-promote here, don't self-promote. And that, again, it wasn't me doing it. It was one of the people on stranded with me that was doing it. But, like, how angry people got was just beyond me it wasn't it was like this isn't even good content like what are you doing uh you you should change your profession like everyone here sucks and i was like okay first of all people that actually know what they're looking for think we're good at what we do so uh settle down butt crack 62 underscore chicago forever you know like yeah and it honestly depends on the subreddit you're on some of them are better than others but one meme loving uh, kind of right-leaning subreddit actually was gaining some traction, and it's called Wall Street Bets. It's essentially people taking risky, almost degenerate bets on the stock market. Like, you know how you would do degenerate bets for sports? They do that with the stock market. 
but they're also savvy in what actually goes on. So in September, this guy goes, hey, they're trying to, and I believe it's called a squeeze, is whenever they make the stock go really low. But they were forcing, essentially the stock market was forcing GameStop stock to get really low. And then they were going to get a writing that would essentially mean, like, you know, they make a bet themselves saying, okay, the stock market price for this is going to raise again. And they're manipulating the market to do that. But whenever it raises, we're going to get an agreement that we buy it at this low rate. And whenever we buy it at this low rate, we can sell it again at a higher rate at an expense of the company, which in this case would be GameStop. And he went through the explanation of this and said, listen, in January, which coincidentally, it falls around the time that everyone was getting their stimulus checks, so they had this extra money. He said, we need to buy the stock up because this is when it will be lowest. They're going to get their writing saying, okay, well, we'll get it at whatever rate it is on this date. And then they were going to sell it. So he's like, let's change that. It was essentially kind of a proletariat revolution started on subreddit on the uh, Wall Street bets. So it comes around to January. Stock market's operating like normal. They buy up all of GME. Currently, the stock is sitting at $325. It is up 131%. Well, no, it's up 67.87%. But if you look at the past month, it on January 12th, it was selling for $20. Wow. So they're making $300. Um, I When we were in the newsroom earlier, I saw that one, like, just dad who uses reddit is now a millionaire because he has all of this gme stock and he just bought it out of like oh i like gamestop i'll buy some stock and didn't know about this and it's just skyrocketed well and that's the thing for me like i i, I went um to uh, i was just out and about one day and i was at a walmart and there was a gamestop like right by the walmart and uh that was the gamestop that i always used to get new games from whenever i was like 13 and I was like, all right, I'm going to go. I'm just going to head into this GameStop. Just poke around a little bit. Just check it out. And I remember I, as I was walking into that GameStop, it was really sad because it was so barren in there. And like, I was like, when I was a kid, like, there were so many freaking games in here. Like, it was just. No, keep going. I just thought of something. I was just like, th- there were like, there were always games in here. Like, I could look and I could find like 10 different pre owned versions of the same game. I would leave with like six new games for like. Not a bad price. And, like, I was like, man, like, that feeling I used to get as a kid whenever I would just find all these new games. I didn't right. know what they were because I had just gotten into, like, having a game. Like, I, I was like, man, I remember that feeling, and now it's just dead in here, and it's I so think- sad. So seeing this is kind of like, I'm like, nice. You know, like, I, I want to see them succeed. I think the funniest thing is how memed on GameStop gets for their trade-in stuff. But I would take the feeling of walking in there again as, like, a kid with birthday money. And just perusing perusing through the shelves for like two hours while my parents are like, is this kid going to let me do anything but my Saturday? I mean, I still go there. Like, I still go to the uh, the mall in Erie just because, like, if I look for used games and stuff there, I don't usually. Yeah, and that's the fun of it. But, like, there's some fun in it for me at 22 of, like, not knowing what I'm going to find. Like, if I look for an old game from my childhood and I'm, like, just looking through, like, the, the Xbox 360 section of used games or whatever. Like, I like that. I like talking to people. It, you know, it smells like sweat and <laughs> Cheetos in there. Just kidding. Uh, Don't lie. Sometimes it does. <laughs> and, like, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. And they're they're helpful. Like, my Xbox power bank broke and I was like, hey, like. Is the, like, do I need a whole new console? Because I've heard sometimes it like fries the whole console, and the guy's like, "Oh no, man, you come buy this power brick. Like, I'll I'll put it over here, whatever the hell here meant over the phone." And he's like, "I'll like I'll hold it just because we only have one on the off chance someone else needs it." Mm-hmm. He's like, "Then just come in. What's your name?" I'm like, "Oh, Nick." He goes, "Okay, Nick. Like, just come down to the store and like we buy it. And, like, I'll just keep it." I'm like, "You know, it's cool." Like, I've, no one there is like rude. Like, I've never been to a GameStop and been like, "Oh wow, like everyone here is such a." I think one of the best feelings that I ever had in my entire life was I pre-ordered. I, I it was either like it, it, it was one of the new Lego games. It was either Lego Harry Potter or like Lego Star Wars three when it was when they did like the Clone Wars game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I pre-ordered that as a kid for my Nintendo DS. 
and then like go into the store to pick that up and not even having to put money down. Like I was like, this is just awesome. There like, was a, there was a blockbuster by my house growing up, and I think I went in there like twice. There was do you have Game Crazy? No. There was a chain in Erie called Game Crazy. Okay. There was a Hollywood video connected to it. My cousin worked at Game Crazy while he was in college. I think he was in college at the time. There was a deal where for like five bucks a month, you got a free game and a free movie rental. So you'd go to Game Crazy and get a game, and they were like conjoined, that you just had to go through these doors. Then you'd walk over and get a free movie rental too. And I'm like, I missed that. Like, that's so wholesome, just, like, trying to find a hidden gem or something that way. I guess ultimately what it boils down to is it's good to see GameStop doing well because of that. Well, we're kind of at a weird point right now as well. So, continuing with the story of what's going on. Wait, 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 wait. I don't know if you're going to say this, but did you hear Family Video's done? Family Video's done. They're closing all their stores. Uh, we actually did see that in Coriopolis the other day, didn't we? The Family Video CBD store, which I'm pretty sure every Family Video is actually just a drug front or a CBD okay, store. Okay, but the <laughs> weird thing is, like, I remember an article saying, like, they made $300 million profit, like, a couple of years ago because of, like, them switching to, like, CBD-focused and stuff. Like, they were doing good business, and then the pandemic, because of, like, new movie releases and stuff, shortened them out. Uh, like they just didn't have any foot traffic really. So they're going to be doing business online, but I'm pretty sure they're closing every single store. Yeah. It, it's weird how they like just kind of switched to we're doing CBD now, you know? Oh, you want a movie and some hemp? Like here's, doesn't make sense. Here's my bold take. Like one video chain is going to come back. I wholeheartedly believe that, like, at least one, not like a 400 stores across the U.S. You know what it puts me in mind of is, is right now, if you look around, there's a lot of record stuff popping up, too, right? Like, some guy in, uh, in Manaka who I, I kind of want to run an article on, uh, he just opened up a record store on the main street of Manaka. And I'm like, this is 2021. Records haven't been big for how long? And you're opening up a store this year, like... I think it's going to be something like that. Records kind of took off a couple years ago. Essentially, whenever CDs that, died. That's kind of where my thought process is, too. Because, like, records, I think, are going to outsell CDs soon, I think. I think they were saying – I don't know if it was last year they were projecting or this year they're projecting. But, like, market trends, like, vinyl is going to be selling more than CDs for, like, the first time since, like, the 80s or something. I feel like – Whenever CDs were invented, I don't know. I feel like Blu-ray is going to make a comeback. Because Blu-ray, watching things on Blu-ray is so much better than watching it on I streaming. I love Blu-ray. I just got Once Upon a Time in Hollywood on Blu-ray. If you watch anything... Also, you'll never find that movie on a streaming service, so... If you watch... If you're, like, big into animation, like, uh, some of the more artful stuff, you always want to get on on Blu-ray because it's, like, arguably more crisp and focused. Um, I forget what movie I watched in Aesthetics of Cinema. I'm sorry, Dr. Jones. But it was just a beautiful Celtic movie with all these like designs and stuff. That's a Blu-ray worthy movie. And maybe, maybe uh, like with with what we're seeing here with GameStop, maybe this is like the the beginning of something like that for stores like these. Now, GameStop is kind of in a controversy. Essentially, by buying up all these stocks, they have these redditors have cost hedge fund people their jobs, which <laughs> you know. I hate to say it, but my heart pumps purple for them. That's an old family saying. But um, That's gross. Go see a doctor. That's what I when I have my kidney stone. <laughs> but that's why people are both celebrating and kind of – there's a debate over whether what they did was right. They're like, okay, you know, they cost these people their jobs. That's horrible. But also they are kind of sticking it to the stock market, the people who are profiting off of this, the people who are like – yeah, let's just see GameStop crumble away. Um, the legality of it, I don't think, is really an issue. Uh, a lot of the hedge funds that were affected by this are like, you can't do this. It's illegal. But they do it all the time. And it's not insider trading because they posted it on a public forum for everyone to see. So there's that legal defense they have there. Um, the hedge funds were seeking Congress for a bailout. Congress essentially went, 
ah, we don't care. There are obviously congressmen, senators who are like, you know, I make money off the stock market, and I think what they did was wrong. But you also had Ted Cruz and AOC going, like the two arguable leaders of both sides of the aisles going, yeah, we need to not see something like the stock market succeed and cheat like this all the time. People should have access to that. AOC, Donald Trump Jr., Dave Portnoy, and Ted Cruz all agreed on something briefly on, I believe it was Wednesday. Dave Portnoy, like, was a smart with the stock market, too, because he would always just look up random stock, invest in it, post it on social media so that other people would invest in it, and then he'd do essentially kind of what they did with GameStop. I think one of the biggest things I've, like, learned over the last couple years is how, like, everyone invests in the stock market during their like I never knew that. Yeah, that's something they like don't. I I hate that. Maybe at the risk of sounding stupid, like I always heard like my grandpa going, "Oh, how my stock's doing," and like I just I was like, <laughs> but like I never realized that like everyone put like retirement money into stocks. There are some people who do that. My dad owns stock in the company he works in. He's worked in it for, oh god, probably over like twenty years, and he's put stock in the company, and he'll make money. Whenever the company makes money, it's just the way the company operates. Um, whenever you work there for 20 years, you get like a, a single sliver. Like they cut the thinnest slice of ham and go, <laughs> you can have some of our money too. Um, but the current – where we currently stand on the GME issue is Robinhood, the investment app that kind of was the focus of this. Like it – if you haven't used Robinhood, it's essentially you don't pay the brokerage fee for investing in the stock market that you would in person. It's an app that tried to democratize the stock market, but they received a lot of heat because they stopped the sale and transfer of GME, and you couldn't sell it. You couldn't transfer it. You, it was essentially frozen on their app, and people went, okay, and there was a class action lawsuit. We don't know where that stands as of now. I don't feel bad for the hedge funds. It's kind of hard to feel bad. I mean, taking off the journalist neutral hat and putting on the radical centrist hat, you know, okay, the guys who make money off of people suffering are suffering. Oh, no. You know, it's like if... Speaking of oh, no, your fire alarm just went off, according to Kayla. Oh no! Our, like my, our apartments. Yes. Fire alarm. Yes. She said they were doing so well, and I said, "Was it John and them?" And she goes, "Yep, it was their apartment." I can guarantee you, it was Jonah cooking something. It was Jack and Jonah the only two in there? Yeah. Well, since you two were here, you know what? I Honestly, can... considering we figured out the shower part, like I'm pretty sure we kept setting it off at the shower. There could very well be an actual fire in there right now. We know we know how to avoid this right now. I mean, we avoid... You know, we're now the people profiting off of other people's suffering. They have to go stand out there in the snow because our fire alarm, we asked for it to be fixed, and they broke it. You asked to get your sink fixed, didn't you? You called facilities. No. Oh, you never did? Okay, then no, never mind. We should tell them to bring the... Drano on their way over to deset the fire alarm for like the 60th time. <laughs> Why don't you bring some Drano? Uh, getting back to the topic at hand, um, I don't feel bad for these hedge funds. I would feel bad for people losing their jobs, but these people are like, oh no, I invested $3 billion into getting a yacht and I'm not going to get my $3 billion. Also, in terms of Robinhood, I've heard this argument before, and I, I didn't come up with this on my own, but I do think it's it's definitely a fact worth mentioning. I love how the business that names itself after the guy who steals from the rich and gives to the poor made it so that people who aren't billionaires and were becoming millionaires could not do it anymore. How ironic is that? What a what a what a sham! What a sham or a scam of whatever you want to call it of a company. Yeah, obviously this situation will develop. I'm sure people have heard about it before. Where's the news talked about it? But um, we'll we'll see. 
apparently uh, I'm looking at I was looking up some additional A&E stories to talk about and one of them is GameStop mayhem hits close to home for co-founder son who's active on Wall Street bets it doesn't even feel like that's insider trading I think the co-founder's son literally was just a meme lord <laughs> he goes from that to r slash gaming where they're like Ugh, this girl doesn't know how to build a custom PC let's bully her good for GameStop good for the people who made money and uh it's nice nice to watch that people win for once yeah that's i mean that's really all it sums up i think up my to. favorite thing about everyone being stuck at home is that everyone just kind of learned a bunch of loopholes to uh make the rich pay as they've done nothing to help well most of them have done nothing to help you know these really big I just got a text from someone who I didn't want to get a text from, so I just lost my train of thought because I got so angry. <laughs> um, but I think it's cool learning loopholes to, you know, impact the rich. I, n- I never like seeing people fail unless they're truly awful people, but some of the rich are truly awful people, so. I guess we'll move on to – honestly, there's not a whole lot of other, go- other stuff going on in a and I'm not going to try and joke. It's a bunch of stuff like Celebrity X said this. Wow. So uh, I'll just jump into the ending portion of A&E that I wanted to essentially make a new part of our podcast just to give it some more life. I'm going to ask everyone here at the table, what's something that you've been watching, reading, playing? Uh, Oh, I'll go first. Uh, I've really been getting to Shit's Creek. Uh, I watched, like, half the first season and then kind of went back to Netflix and, like, that 70s show and The Office, and then they took both of those off Netflix, and then we got back, and I've just been grinding out Shit's Creek. I think it's really funny. I think it's very good television. My parents have started watching that. They, they I don't know. My, my parents have been – I feel like for as long as I've been alive, there's been two shows that have always been on, uh, Two and a Half Men and The Big Bang Theory. But lately, like as of as of like this summer, I've been starting to see episode of the Goldbergs. I've been I've been seeing uh, Shit's Creek on there every now and then. Like they really uh, Modern Family. I'm like, you know what? Good for them. I feel like more families are turning to TV whenever they can't do anything else. Like my parents would have never like sat down and had a movie night before the pandemic, but throughout the pandemic, they've been like. Oh, yeah, we started binge-watching this show. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of The Order. It's on Netflix. It's a really good series. I'll, I'll recommend that in addition to what I'm going to recommend later. Execute Order 66. But uh, The Order is a really great show, and my mom binged it in about two days, and I figured out where I got that habit from. <laughs> because whenever my mom binges something, she does it in like two days. I do the same thing. Reading. You know how I just finished The Dark Tower last night? Yeah. Like 150 pages in one night. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she finished you. Angels and Demons in a night because she's like, I'm invested. I read like 40 pages and I'm like, guy, that's, that's all. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's enough I, for me. I always, and this might be better for you, Nick, because I can't sit down and read like all at once like that either. Uh-huh. I'll do 20 pages of pop. So that's I'm like, what I do. I try to do. I, try to goo get the goop. <laughs> the goop uh i try to go like chapter by chapter like i'll read a chapter then do something then get back and read it because like i'm invested in the story it just is like i don't know right and it's like i'm like i try to get 20 at least a day you know and it's such a small like amount that uh-huh. that i know like if i have time later on in the day i'm like oh, i'll get 20 more and then like by the end of the day it's like oh i read 60 pages right. and you know i have a 300 page book and i just i'm really good at making a movie in my head when i read books not not to brag, but I'm pretty like I'm reading a western right now, and I'm like I can just see everybody that I've read about in my head. I've like taken the details that they gave me in the book, and like I've just. So John, what uh, what media are you partaking in this week? Uh, I don't know. I don't think I'll have time to watch TV shows. Oh wait, I know what you're talking about. We've uh, we've reached the peak of generic in our apartment lately, oh. as we've been oh. indulging in oh, no. the floor is lava on Netflix, which uh, if you don't if you can't gather from the name, is a game show where a trio uh, is entered into one side of a room where miscellaneous objects are placed throughout the room, and then they fill the room with 
orange water, which is supposed to be lava. And it's like, all right, you got to parkour your way across the room to the exit. And uh, if you if you fall in the lava, then you lose. It's like whoever makes it over with the most people wins. If you have a tie, like say, you know, from the group of three, you have two teams that make it over with two people. Whoever made it over faster wins. Um, and I got to say, I kind of love it. It's so stupid. And it's the, the, the same thing every episode. The announcer sucks. Uh, I will say that. <laughs> the announcer is the worst part of the show. Almost The every- best part of the show is them going, like, somebody falls into the lava and their family going, no! And, like, in this terror that comes over them that they are clearly playing it up, but they are not actors, and it seems genuine. Like, they just lost a family member to the lava. I uh, I think almost every Netflix show, the commentators are god-awful. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know what they pay them, but they're, they're not very good. Well, they try to get YouTube stars, and they're not very good at hosting shows. Yeah, you're right. But, uh... I think that the funniest part about that show for me is that like once someone falls into the into the hypothetical lava, they never come back. They never like, you know, like if you're watching American Ninja Warrior or or, or Ninja Warrior or or Wipeout, right? When they fall in, they always show them like resurfacing from the water so you know they're alive. And the floor is lava, they just don't come back. They don't. And it like I, I they have to edit it so that, like, they're like, all right, they, you know, have that person get out or whatever. But I don't know because it doesn't seem like it. It really doesn't. It doesn't seem gone. like a second passes after someone falls in. They are just victim to the flame. It was actually during The Floor is Lava that I was uh, – I'm going to recommend a book since we had a TV, two TV shows. Right. I, I was going to recommend something, but I'll recommend that next week. Um even though the best episode of it came out today. Uh, as we were watching The Floor's Lava, it actually drew me away from the book I was reading that I got really engaged in. So Disney has a series. They're called Twisted Tales. It's essentially they have the Disney worlds and they go, okay, what if this one thing changed and it completely changed the entire plot? Um the one that I read was Reflection by Elizabeth Lim. Uh, the premise of it is, what if Mulan had to travel to the underworld? So Mulan goes to hell. And uh, in all honesty, I was expecting something that was like, you know, kind of subpar. Like, you know, okay, you know, okay, interesting. I like this. It's, I, I do like Disney, so I will like this. But the stories are actually genuinely good. Um, in this one... It doesn't treat it like, you know, in Mulan where somebody would get hit with a sword. They're like, oh, no, they're sleeping for a long time. (laughs) There's no – throughout the book, Mulan gets, like, stabbed. She's walking up. There's a thing called the Mountain of Knives if that sells you on it. Uh, She walks up a mountain of knives, and she's like, yeah, I have multiple cuts on my hands and feet. It hurts to walk and live right now. I'm like, whoa. They just completely destroyed this character. I gotta say, like, and I can't tell you why, like, but Mulan was always, like, one of my favorites. And, and like, I don't know if it's anyone's favorite. You know what I mean? It's it's one that people don't talk about a lot, but it's such a fun movie. I, this book also changes how the ending of Mulan works. Okay. So... In the original Disney movie, a spoilers for a movie that started the Session 1 sauce craze. I don't know how old it is. So that's the best thing I can judge it by. Um, that alone feels like a million years ago. Yeah. Um, essentially, Mulan disguises herself as a boy, goes in the military. You know, the women can do anything. Uh, Shang gets, like, cut down... Uh, cut across the chest or whatever he's in a snowstorm like she pulls him out as he's recovering they reveal oh Mulan girl Sean Yu comes back out of the snow like and then attacks the Chinese capital she stops him savior of China but because of the way that this book works in the underworld it starts off with Shang getting cut down the chest and not like in a oh you know there was nothing wrong but like he was hurted he was hurt like bruised no they describe like blood gushing from his chest him going <gasps> as they carry him down the mountain 
but whenever he dies, she goes to the underworld to bring his ghost back so that he could have a soul. I won't reveal everything in the story, but essentially it's revealed down in the underworld that Ping is Mulan. So it changes once they go back. Only Shang knows. So it changes how that whole dynamic works and doesn't go with the original ending of the movie. And Sean Yu's just big dead because who survives a snowstorm? I I honestly like it. It's I'm going to read more of them now. I have uh, on the deck. Uh, I'm going to read the Beauty and the Beast one, which is what if Belle's mom was the one who cursed the beast? And every review of it goes, they've finally put horror into Beauty and the Beast. And I'm like, what do they do? Does Lumiere pop out of a curtain and go, ooga booga? <laughs> oh, I have the fire. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying, Beauty and the Beast used to scare the hell out of me whenever I was a kid. I, I had a transformation with that movie. Uh, like, I, I used to hate Gaston. I got him in a like McDonald's toy whenever Beauty and the Beast first came out. Like they were having a McDonald's toy for him. I got Gaston, and I threw it out the window into the snow. <laughs> I'm like, I hate him. Do you want to know who my favorite Disney character is? Gaston. Why? Because they make him so unlikable that he's lovable. He's like, yeah, I did that. I'm, I'm kind of a cool guy. Like, you know people like Gaston. I just remember seeing a musical. Like, I'm just to wrap this up, but I just remember seeing a musical as a kid with my mom. And, uh, like, when they first, when uh, Belle's dad first goes into the castle, and the beast is just like being a real beast, he's being a full god. I was terrified. All right, that 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 freaked me out really bad. Anyway, I think uh, I like what the, an I like RMU the alert! All classes will be online until 10 a.m. Really? All classes are remote until 10 a.m. Oh, there it is. We're not getting That's what here. that phone call was. Are you two done with your uh, reminiscing hour? That, I had to, that was literally yeah. 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah but I, it's the best A&E discussion we've had in a while, so I'll, I'll let it slide. But you know what's better than A&E? I won't. You know what's better than A&E? The sports segment that will last less than that discussion you had on your side tangent about Mulan. Hey, We'll, we'll work on the sports. Read Reflection. That's my final... No. Let's go to sports. No, let's reflect on what we did wrong in this episode. Also, I had A and E, but I won't even. No, you're not worth it anymore. I'm not worth it. That was really rude. That came off a God. lot worse than I thought it would. Oh uh, Everybody wants to rule the world. Tears for fears. Great song. Found it on TikTok. Uh, well, I knew about it, and then I heard it on TikTok. Okay, I was gonna say, I didn't. How have you not heard that song? No, I knew it. I just didn't remember it in my life until TikTok brought it back. I've been like singing it. Now all I know the words to are like the first verse and the chorus, and I kept singing it in my kitchen, and Kaylee yelled at me. Um, but anyway, uh, Colin Coward. Uh, very popular uh, sports personality on Fox Sports just announced that he's starting his own podcast network called The Volume. Uh, the only reason I bring this up, um, A, I'd like more national news in this segment because I think we very much strayed away from our RMU theme of this show. Um, <laughs> but the big deal for this is like so many podcasts were losing sponsorships during all of this. And Colin Coward actually had too many. Like, iHeartMedia was like, we can't give any more sponsor slots to your show. Like, there's not enough. So he's like, okay, what if I found, like, what if I started this network? And I guess my impression is that it's from, I, I read, like, half the article. And then, because I literally just found it was on my phone while you guys were talking about uh, whatever you were talking about. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I think it was, like, 2,200 more hours of content. Oh, my God. So they have sponsors for all of it, too. So that's really good to see more people like us that just sit around a table and talk to each other, getting a big break in the big world. Well, I mean, I think it shows how cool like podcasting is becoming. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to I don't want to flex or anything, but, you know, podcasting is pretty 
rad. I think if you have a podcast, you might be like, I don't know, some of the coolest cats. Yeah, you, yeah. You That's know, when I think of cool, some, I think of me, you, and Garrett. Some around. Um, hey, we are pretty cool. Aside from that, uh, not a whole lot in a Pittsburgh sense uh, as of right now. It was kind of a quiet week from Pittsburgh. It sports. was. It was kind of a quiet week. Uh, it was J.J. Watt wants to leave Houston. Uh, T.J. Watt's brother, in case you really don't know sports to anyone at home. I know we might have some people that don't follow sports. I like that's to think the, I like to think these two at least know enough. Uh, <laughs> uh, so that's cool. Everyone thinks that T.J. and J.J. Watt are going to team up. I'm like, uh, I don't know about that one. Uh, Patricia Rooney, Dan Rooney's wife, uh, passed away, though a former owner of the Steelers, his wife passed away. Uh, I, I'm not going to sit here and talk about that because to be completely honest with you, as sad as it is, I don't think there's much to say about that right. other than like, you can tell she was a great ambassador for the team and that she meant a lot to everyone within the team. Uh, I don't think she was in the public eye that much to my understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a very unfortunate death, obviously as pretty much every death is unfortunate. The, the, the Roonies are just like a good, yeah. a good family. Yeah. They never really lead Pittsburgh astray. They're always supporting right. the community. So it's like anytime you lose someone like that, it's going right. to... There's not too much to say, but it still hurts mm-hmm. the, the, the area. And uh, the Penguins are still playing hockey, and the Pirates are still trading everybody. <laughs> and uh, that's really all there is to say about Pittsburgh. I think I have one. National-wise, uh, Super Bowl is coming up next week. Indeed it is. Let's, let's talk Super Bowl. Okay, we can talk Super Bowl. I actually have something to add in this one. What the weekend's uh, Pepsi commercial's been played no less than two thousand times since? Uh, <laughs> no, actually, since yesterday. Since yesterday, <laughs> it has to do with the ads. Uh, Budweiser isn't running an ad. You know, the Budweiser ads almost like the best one. Yeah, they're not running an ad, and instead they're doing a COVID nineteen advocacy thing. Mm-hmm. They're encouraging people to go get the vaccine. I talked about it on my Twitter. It, honestly. I'm not too angry about that. Usually I'm like, brand bad. I'm very, I, I always say intrigued, but I'm very much intrigued to see what the Super Bowl commercials look like. I think people are going to be pissed. That's I, I think they're going to be terrible. I think there's going to be a lot of like social activism sort of commercials based off the last year we've had. And I think everyone that's already like the NFL is too political is going to act like the NFL handpicked these uh, ads to be on there instead of the network. I was just thinking we were going to get a lot of tone deaf ads. I don't know. I feel like it'll be a. I feel like to the people who get angry over political activism, it'll be. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not worried about these the Super Bowl. Activism. These so these Super Bowl ads, horrible. But for like, oh man, they're talking about COVID. It's not real. <laughs> But as soon as you get to the people who are more supportive of those ideas and, like, spreading that advocacy, they're going to go, wow, this is really tone deaf. This is bad. Dear d- dear brands, whatever you say to me, open, an, open letter. an open letter from John, whatever you're going to say to me in your Super Bowl ad about how hard life has been, I mean, I don't care. What you have to say. I really don't. Like, yeah, life has been bad. I know this. I don't need to hear it from Apple. All right? Apple's life, you know how much money they probably made this year? Like, I I don't care. I would rather you offer me some goofy commercial... Please, the peasants. I would if rather you will. laugh than be told what to do yeah, from a exactly. brand whose CEO probably hasn't given a dime of his money to any remote, you know, any charitable organization. That's my point. From this whole year, I know things are bad. You don't have to do it just no, to make that, a PR that's, move. No, that's become the most boring thing to see. It sucks. Every article is like, but you're like no other. Every commercial is. It's been a rough 365 days. You know what but else? We sucks? are getting strong. There might be one ad that really, one like, it's been a rough year ad that really gets me. But you're going to have to do it real well. Because some of them, I think, are going to say it because they think they have to say it. Google, I, I think Google got me one year where it's like they did a really nice sort of like year recap. But it was like, I, I can't remember how they did it, but I want to say it was 2018. I don't know. Um, but Google was like that was like the first time it had been done. It, well, at least the first time I had seen it, because um, it had to have been done before then. There's no doubt in my mind. Um, but I was like, yeah, that's that works. But this is a year where it's like, yeah, well, no duh, like we've had to persevere. Like in 2018, like Google was just like, hey, check this out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but 
we're going to have to persevere again because Tom Brady's in the Super Bowl again. Yeah. And I think like that sucks. Um, if you want to advertise in Tom Brady Super Bowl part 900, <laughs> it is $6 million. Uh I want to add one thing to that, and this is really all I have to say. Uh, well, two, two points. Number one, I'm not happy he's back in the Super Bowl because I, I don't like Tom Brady. Um, I'm just sick of seeing him succeed. Uh, number two, it has released all of the ghouls who have, have – Like little green ghouls. Yeah, <laughs> praised Tom Brady in, in his Patriot years, and then as soon as he left, they all went silent. Uh-huh. And he, you know, his season was looking kind of weird, and the thing is, Tampa Bay was kind of weird. Like last week, he threw three interceptions in the second half, right? And they just the defense bailed. Him but because out. he's going, and to... everyone's like, Tom Brady's done it again. <laughs> yeah, and it... I'm like, Drew. I'm like, where were you all year? I'm like, I'm no, I'm like, I don't want to sit here and crap on Tom Brady because I feel like everybody does that. But <laughs> Drew Brees played like crap a couple weeks ago, and then. The defense bailed him out. He threw three picks in the second half. And everyone's like, Tom Brady's done it again. And I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. If you're a Steelers fan and you're rooting for Tampa Bay just because uh, you like Tom Brady and you think he's good, uh, don't don't consider yourself a Steelers fan anymore. I don't know who I want to This is win. like the antithesis of the Pittsburgh team. This you have like, Tom Brady who's kicked our asses for good, years. It's such a good Super Bowl, though. Because you have the best – Right ever, and that's going to make a lot of people mad. But the dude has more Super Bowl appearances than any other player, maybe most teams, probably almost every team, if not ev- all the teams now. Uh, actually, no, I think New England still has the most. I don't know. Um, but regardless, um, you have to think like Tom Brady's considered the GOAT. Six Super Bowl rings, you know? and He can climb mountains at will. Patrick Mahomes has won. But a lot of people think Patrick Mahomes is going to be getting the Chiefs to the Super Bowl for, like, another decade and a half. So it's like a changing of the guard, and they're duking it out at the Super Bowl to, like, see, you know, is it time for Tom to hand the league over or what? It's time for Tom to go away. That's what I think. Wow. I I want Patrick Mahomes to dookie on him. In the words of <laughs> whatever. Excuse me? Whatever the <laughs> – I <laughs> I don't remember who that who who uh the Chiefs were playing at the time, but uh I was like I really don't want this team to win. I can't remember who they were playing at this game, but uh, our, our roommate Jack was like, John, don't worry, Patrick Mahomes is gonna dookie all over them, <laughs> and I was <laughs> like, oh. but it works. You know what? I hope Patrick Mahomes dookies all over Tom Brady. I think we got to end sports on that one. I don't. I hope he dookies all over Tom Brady. I am hoping that Bill Belichick actually takes my presidential medal of freedom. Does that mean it's time for news? have an article ready from the Washington Post. The WAPO. Uh, and this one's a little bit different. We're not talking about um, United States politics for once. Wow. Um, and this story is... Wow. I found this story at the beginning of the week, so it may be a little dated, but I don't feel like it is because not, I haven't seen a lot of people talking about it since I read this article. Um, the, the title of the article... More than 3,300 arrested across Russia as protests swell for jailed opposition leader. So, to provide some context of what's going on here, because I, as I mentioned, I read this article earlier in the week. Uh, there, you have um, a political candidate in Russia who is finally sort of starting to cause some uh, traction against Vladimir Putin. The people are starting to say. We want someone new. It's time. And uh, this this poor guy, let me let me find his name. Alexei, I, and I hope I'm pronouncing this nice, uh, Navalny. Does it sound right? 
That sounds about right. Alexei Navalny is this is this uh, competitor of Vladimir Putin's, and he just came out of a coma, which mysteriously, you know, running against Vladimir Putin, guy all of a sudden in a coma, pretty sure he was poisoned, um, gets out of his coma, and he's like, I'm gonna find who did this. I'm gonna find who put me in a coma. And he is arrested, put in a jail, uh, almost immediately out of um, coming out of this coma. So people in Russia start to protest. And you have seen these huge protests all over this country right now. And uh, it's just, it's interesting to watch right now. Because if you look at how we've known Russia for the past, like how many years, it's just been, it's been Putin's show the whole time. And you're finally seeing the people rallying behind someone who isn't him. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's history. You're watching something from your, your future history textbooks um, take place in Russia right now. I think that a lot of it was just that the Russian people just weren't putting things into perspective <laughs> over these last couple of years. And now they're really keen on putting someone new in charge. <laughs> and I think that's a great deal because here in America, we've been biding time for Trump to leave office. And we did just that. We did just that. And now I think we're in a really good place where we can maybe see some better relations between these two countries. Because I think based off what I've heard from your story from reading a little on my own is like the Russian people are kind of like some of this stuff we do here a little... Not, they're not a fan of it. Yeah. They're like, what, what are we doing? What are we doing? This is a little shady, our government, you know? Exactly. Like, it's a little shady. It's not a little shady. I think we're going to get – I mean, we're going to be targets now that we've we've even advocated for this story. But, uh, but yeah, so – I have not spoke on this story <laughs> as of yet. <laughs> but – All glory to Supreme Leader Putin. <laughs> what I'm saying is – I just would like you guys to know that John was laughing very heartily <laughs> when I was making those puns, and Garrett just looked like a disappointed father. Keep an eye on what's going on in Russia um, because I think you could see drastic change to that country very soon. That could be, maybe, for the better. Because right now Putin's being kind of a real dictator. You should have let me handle the puns. <laughs> I could have I kept going. All right, so uh, that was the article that I really wanted to drive home about. And I thought, well, we could do something lighthearted next. And I also found an article earlier this week about, you know, dogs being back in the White House. It's like, oh, that's kind of cute. We could do that. Mm -hmm. For reference, Biden's dog, awful cute. <laughs> Anyways, I thought, uh, and I've had this idea for a while. And Nick, I hope you know what's coming. I hope it's the wheel. <laughs> I pitched an idea towards the end of last semester. I thought, hey, what if we did a wheel of news on where's the news? I hate the wheel. <laughs> so basically what the wheel of news is, I download a spinny wheel app and I fill in a bunch of random topics on my phone and I spin the wheel and whatever it lands on, I pop into Google right on the show and we will read the first news article about said topic. Could be a funny news article. Could be sad. Could be indifferent. You maybe you'll learn something. If you ever maybe had to wonder won't. if we jumped the shark here on Where's the News, <laughs> um, we're doing a wheel episode. <laughs> like if for our fans, if you've heard of Red Letter Media and their wheel of the worst, this is even worse than that wheel. They have just blank VHS tapes and they spin it and they go, "We're going to do this one. This is what the news is." You're spinning it on topics. I've seen some of these topics. They're not very good news topics. Oh no, they're not at all. But I think that's what makes it fun. So here's fun. here's what we have on the wheel of news. Okay, John. Topic. Dazzle, and I made this. I made this before. Me. I, I made. I'm going to read off all the topics first. I made this before the. Ru I read the Russia article. So Russia is our first I keyword. Love that we just declined on talking about dogs in the White House. <laughs> We have Santa Claus. We have Broadway. We have Stranded Sports. We have Mozart. We have Clowns. San Francisco. And the Impractical Jokers. 
do we not get to hear more detail <laughs> on this story unless it lands on it? Yes. Okay. So we don't even know what the story is. We, we don't know point. what the story is. Okay. So let me let me make sure the volume's going. I want to make sure that we can get the the spin in. Oh yeah. All right. So we're gonna be good. So we're gonna tap the spin button on the wheel of news. <laughs> Sorry to everyone. And if it's Russia, we're not doing it because I already talked about Russia. Oh my. <laughs> I like the little trumpet. <laughs> Today on the Wheel of News, we will be reading about clowns. <laughs> Let me type in clowns to Google News. And see. Okay, John. So we're going to go to Google News. We can't get one of those compilation articles either. It has to be something original. It has to be a new... Well, I was going to say just pull the first one. Well, I looked it up and the first thing to come up was cult classics, creepy clowns, and crazed cats. Weekend roundup. No. We should that go to won't work. Therapeutic clowns Nurse Flutter and Nurse Polo bring joy to kids when they need it most. I think that's the one. Gentlemen, I think that is the Wheel of News story that we begin on. This one comes from the Toronto Star. Nick, do you have this pulled up? We're going to read this together? No. Meet Manuel Rodriguez, a.k.a. Nurse Polo, and Suzette Araujo, a.k.a. Nurse Flutter. Therapeutic clowns at Holland Blorview? Blorview? The Kids Rehab Hospital in Toronto. You fall in love with your clients, so it's really hard when you get bad news, says Suzette. So the article reads, that was just the byline that Garrett just read there. Well, it, from, it's the tagline. Okay. From Leah Rumack from the Toronto Star. Clowns may not generally be considered an essential service, but at the Holland Bloorview Kids Rehabilitation Hospital, they definitely are. Manuel Rodriguez, a.k.a. Nurse Paulo, and Suzette, Ar- oh God, Garrett, I see why you had a hard time with that last name. <laughs> Arajo, aka Nurse Flutter, are in the house therapeutic clowns at the facility, where you'll find kids with some of the most complicated health issues in Toronto, including brain injuries, serious damage from accidents, and other health challenges, and who therefore require intensive rehab or long term residential care. The clown's work, which incorporates music, slapstick, you gotta, that was a, that was a fatal, slapstick, that, that was a fatal mistake. The clown's rehab, uh, the, the clown's work, which incorporates music, slapstick, singing, dancing, and a mega dose of improv is considered so important to the well-being of the patients that they never stopped working even during the early days of the pandemic. They just learned to make people laugh while wearing a lot of PPE. Okay, so rather than reading through this entire interview, yeah, no, no, I want to break it up. Let, let, let's pull some of these uh, fantastic quotes. Uh, here's a question they posed to the clowns: Do the teenagers think they're too cool for clowns? Suzette answered, "We have a 15-year-old with scoliosis who was in a lot of pain. When we introduced ourselves, she mouthed." help me to her dad we were like this girl is awesome she has a sense of humor now she directs us in tiktok dances and she pretends her shirt has a voice and we have to obey everything it says like getting locked in her bathroom she went from help me to now she's barely able to let us leave that sounds like torture (laughs) i know if my 15 year old sister she has had friends with scoliosis who had to get surgery done if she was in the hospital in pain and two clowns walked in, she might just go, get me out of here. I want to leave. Well, you're in pain. I need to leave. But look, she's having fun with it. That's what matters. You took this, like, good-spirited article, and you were just like, nope, clowns are in the way. Um, The article is just a very quick interview with uh, the two clowns. They're from uh, the Toronto Hospital and... Like, you know, it's great being able to kind of bring a smile to people's faces, but also there's some hardship with whenever you get bad news. You know, you fall in love with your patients. Um, Very simple, happy story. Um, We have to pose the question, what if this went to a different extreme? Okay, what's the different extreme? Well, rather than wacky slapstick clowns, what if they came in dressed as the Joker like they were in, like the Joker was dressed in the Dark Knight? <laughs> They're like, hey, 
Uh, yeah, you gotta make some choices. Well, Garrett, that would just be terrifying because they're working with kids and the Dark Knight Joker is scary. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Where's the New? You think you can just walk in here and take all of our money? Uh, yeah. No, I think I'm gonna walk out of here because the episode's over. Wow. It's Bye. over already? Already? I mean, we're only an hour in. <laughs> then again, like 15 minutes of that is us uh, probably gonna have to cut stuff out, but... Do you, do you have any final parting words for the viewers at home? Uh, now that we've done the wheel of news. My final parting words are uh, invest in the stock market. If you can. And uh, be safe. still hasn't approved me. I think the most important thing to remember is that everybody wants to rule the world. Amen. <laughs>